I want to ask you to turn to two passages of Scripture, John chapter 1 and Hebrews chapter 7. Uh, we're going to begin in John chapter 1, and then we're going to look at Hebrews chapter 7. And the, the, we're, we're taking a break from our series because it's Easter weekend. The title of the message today is Watch the Lamb. And we're going to talk about the, the origin of this holiday that we call Easter and where we got it and how it actually began thousands of years ago. And for hundreds of years, Jewish people were celebrating at this time of year uh, a festival called Passover, which is what Jesus came and fulfilled, and now we call it Easter. Uh, so if you'll turn to John chapter 1, uh, years ago when I was traveling around, I met a lot of interesting people, and I met a, a judge, and the judge told me a story. He was in Mississippi, and I'll never forget the story that he told me. And that is that one of his friends uh, got a, a traffic ticket. And so he came to the judge and said, listen, because you're a judge, I was wondering if you could take care of the ticket for me. And so the judge said, yeah, I'll, I'll take care of it for you. And uh, so about a month later, he was with his friend and his friend remembered and his friend said to him, hey, I want to, by the way, I want to tell you thank you for dismissing that ticket for me. And the judge said to him, oh, I didn't dismiss it. And he said, well, I thought you told me you would take care of it. He said, yes, I took care of it. He said, well, if you didn't dismiss it, then what did you do? And the judge said, I paid it. And he said, you paid it? I wasn't asking you to pay it. He said, well, I understand you weren't asking me to do that. But he said, you have to understand something. You broke the law and justice had to be served. And there was a penalty that needed to be paid. And you asked me to take care of it for you. And so I... I paid the ticket for you. I've never forgotten that because I want you to understand something. There's something in us sometimes that believes that because God is the judge and we've asked him to take care of our sin, that he dismissed the charges against us. But I want you to understand that God did not dismiss the charges against you. He paid them. He took all of the charges against you, and He put them on His Son. And your, His Son now has paid all of the penalty for your sin. That's what Easter is all about. And I'm free now because Jesus paid the charges against me. He didn't dismiss them as my judge. He became a man. And he paid the penalty for my sin as a judge. And this is the whole reason that Jesus was born. This is the reason he was born. John chapter 1, the first time John the Baptist ever saw Jesus while he was in his public ministry, he made this statement. John 1 verse 29. The next day, John saw Jesus coming toward him. And said, Behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. And then verse 35 of John 1 says, Again, the next day John stood with two of his disciples and looking at Jesus as he walked, he said, Behold the Lamb of God. Now the word behold is not a word that we use a lot today. And the word that we would use would be look. In other words... John said, look, there goes the lamb. And he was talking about a man. Look, the lamb 
of God. Now, because many of us have a church background, we don't think that much of that. But if you, if you think about that, that would be a little bit strange to be standing with some friends of yours and for a man to walk by and one of your friends to say, look, the giraffe of God is walking by right now. The hippopotamus of God is walking by. Just to name some animal in reference to a man. And that's what John did. And yet he's referring to the reason Jesus came. The Bible refers to Jesus as the spotless, the perfect, the slain Lamb of God. And the Bible even tells us He was slain from the foundation of the world. When the world was created... Jesus had a purpose, and God knew that we were going to fall, and His purpose from the beginning of the world was to be the Lamb that was slain for our sin. That was His purpose, and that's why He came. Now, flip over to Hebrews chapter 7. I'm going to show you how Hebrews 7 talks about what He did for us. Hebrews 7, beginning in verse 26, says, For such a high priest was fitting for us who is holy, harmless, undefiled, separate from sinners, and has become higher than the heavens, who does not need daily as those high priests to offer up sacrifices, first for his own sins and then for the people's. For this he did once for all. I want you to notice this phrase. Once for all, when he offered up himself. And then if you flip over just a few pages to Hebrews chapter 9, verse 12 says, Not with the blood of goats and calves, but with his own blood he entered the most holy place. Once for all, having obtained eternal, that's how long it lasts, eternal redemption. And then verse 25 says, Not that he should offer himself often, as the high priest enters the most holy place every year with the blood of another. He then would have had to suffer often since the foundation of the world. But now, once, at the end of the ages, he has appeared to put away sin by the sacrifice of himself. And... It is appointed for men to die once, but after this, the judgment. You get one chance. Once you're dead, you don't get any other chance. So Christ was offered once to bear the sins of many. What this is referring to is two sacrifices. Hebrews 7 refers to a daily sacrifice. Hebrews 9 refers to a yearly sacrifice. Once a year, the the priest would go behind the veil into the most holy place, to offer a sacrifice for the sins of the people. Here's what the Bible tells us. Jesus did that, but not with the blood of another, with His own blood. And it says He doesn't need to do it often, otherwise He'd have to suffer often. And He also doesn't need to, de- to do it daily. I don't know if you know this, but there were two lambs sacrificed every day in Jerusalem. Every day, a morning sacrifice and an evening sacrifice. The evening sacrifice was for the sins that you committed during the day, and the morning sacrifice was for any sins that you might have committed at night. I just want to ask you this question. Have you, have you offered your sacrifice today? 
Did you give your morning sacrifice? Are you going to give your evening sacrifice? Here's the good news. You don't have to give a sacrifice anymore. There's no sacrifice that you have to give because Jesus Himself has sacrificed Himself. And I want you to understand, this is what Easter is all about. They came together once a year for what's called Passover. Even the word Easter comes from a pagan celebration. The church adopted and took a pagan celebration at this time of year and adopted it and made it a Christian celebration. And it's a good thing that we celebrate the resurrection of Christ. But where do we get it from? We get it from something that was happening with Jewish people for hundreds of years, and it's called the Passover Festival. And they came together for two reasons, to remember and to rejoice. To remember and to rejoice. They came together to remember that years ago God had passed over their sins. By the blood of a lamb and the spirit of death when they were in Egypt and the night before they left Egypt, the spirit of God, because they put the blood of a lamb on the doorpost, when the death angel came and and, and crossed over the land and took the firstborn of every household, he passed over those that had the blood of the lamb on them. So they came to, to remember how God had set them free thousands of years before, and they came to rejoice that their sins were forgiven because all they had to do was sacrifice the blood of a lamb. But every year, every year for hundreds of years and every day, the lamb that was sacrificed was representing a lamb that was to come. And that lamb was the lamb of God, Jesus himself. I want you to know that even as a believer, if you've blown it this last week, Jesus died once for all. For all doesn't just mean for all people, it means for all sin as well. Every sin that you've ever committed, every sin that you ever will commit, as much as we as believers want to live a holy life, I want you to know something. If you blow it next week, Jesus died once for all. Every sin is taken care of. Now, I I asked our worship team to prepare a a song, and I asked our our television department to prepare a video, because I want you to to hear and to see what happened 2,000 years ago, so that we can remember and rejoice. Many times at Easter, we simply rejoice that He rose, but there is no resurrection without His death. And we need to remember what Jesus did for us. And there's always been a person in the Bible that's mentioned in Matthew, Mark, and Luke, but it's the same verse. It's just repeated in those three of what we call the Synoptic Gospels. And it's about a man from Africa who came and brought his family, a Jewish man who came all the way from Africa to to Jerusalem on that day, on that Passover 2,000 years ago, to remember and to rejoice. And you can just imagine years ago how the family and the children would look forward to this once-a-year family vacation. And they'd spend a whole week in Jerusalem. And they'd get to see their friends and their family and their cousins. And they'd get to, to, to get out of school for a week. And they'd get to go to Jerusalem. And so you can imagine how they look forward to it. Except there'd probably be one thing that the kids would ask about when they got older. And that would be, why do we always take a lamb? We, 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 don't just, we don't take a sheep, we take a baby lamb with us. And every year we sacrifice 
a lamb. When we go to this big family gathering, this big family reunion of our, of our race, why, why do we do this? And I think that this father probably explained to them, like any father would, about Moses and about the Passover. And he explained about how, how Abraham, their spiritual father, their, their, their descent, their ancestor... When he had to offer his son, God provided a lamb in the place of his son. And I'm sure this father explained it. But here's the thing that was different about this one family from Africa. When he got to Jerusalem, there wasn't a party. There wasn't a celebration. The whole atmosphere of that day was different. And this is the man that ended up carrying the cross of our Savior. And I think on the way he was telling his children, let me give you a responsibility so that you don't get sidetracked and so you don't play around too much on our trip. Here's your responsibility. Watch the lamb. Take care of the lamb. But when he got to Jerusalem, there was another lamb that was being sacrificed that day. I want you to bow your heads and close your eyes.